we've got here is failure to communicate. Working audio is, is like flying a helicopter, and I don't fucking know how to fly a helicopter. Are you crying? There's no crying! There's no crying in baseball! Strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And not conspiracy theories out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode on the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. We're coming your way with the fourth inning of the dugout sessions tonight. We've got a great cast lined up for you. We're going to have some great conversations. But before we jump into all that, just real quick, you know about my pets. I love them. I try to help their paws stay lubed up, moisturized. I like to keep them calm from their anxiety and their little aches and pains. Go to purepentwellness.com, enter promo code 643, get yourself 20% off every time you go see them. Great products. All natural ingredients. Everything's made in America, locally sourced. Go check them out. And then go get yourself some conspiracy soap. Go get them buttholes clean one time for the one time around this Christmas time. You're about to be a bunch of around all your family. You don't want to be stinking. <laughs> and let me tell you, I have fallen in love with the Nessie bar. Oh, my Lord. I thought the invasion was the best scent that the, that the conspiracy soap had to offer. But the Nessie is out of this world. It's amazing. Go check them out at dangerousworldpodcast.com. Anyway, like I said, we're going to be doing a dugout session tonight. It's been a while since we've had one. It's going to be the fourth inning. we got great guests lined up, but I need to introduce my co-host. Y'all may know him as Chef Kyle. Some as the backdoor bandit. Others as the filet of fish hash slinging slash slasher but his friends and family know him best as the commified truther of the west chef Kyle what's going on I am flattered that was beautiful that was beautiful Hank Head tip to the Wicked Planet. I love y'all. That was that was fucking that was nice. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's Friday. Um, ready to get these holidays over and done with. So I'm really looking forward to four days from now when it is then the 26th of of uh, December. And yeah, I won't keep it. Uh, I won't keep it too grinchy. So I'll leave it at that. But I'm doing well. Thanks. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. Yes, sir. And welcoming back to the show, we've got the lovely Crystal Chestnut back in the house. Crystal, how are you doing this evening? Doing well. Thanks for asking. I see you really weren't playing when you when you said you was going to be wearing a Grinch sweater. I told you, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not above it. I'm. <laughs> I'm still taking the Grinchy route. So until. 
this whole year is like over said and done with and all of my firsts are out of the way it's grinchy baby and sure. i have no problem with it <laughs> let's go and last but not least everybody's favorite time traveler the red bearded wonder of the far deep south welcoming back to the 643 conspiracy podcast true missing how are you doing my friend Good, Hank. Thanks for having me on. Now, I know baseball season's over, but it's not too late to jump on the cricket train and get into the big bash season and watch some cricket. It's international, baby. Come on. I've, 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 I'm admittedly, I've watched cricket. Also, admittedly, I haven't understood a single aspect of it. <laughs> like, I have zero clue what the rules are. I'm sure I could have YouTubed it by now, but every time I watch it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick up on, on what they're laying down. And I just, I'm, completely oblivious to the rules but it seems cool i've seen some some i don't know if y'all call them outfielders in in the sport of cricket or just fielders or whatever just fielders in general well i've seen some fielders make some incredible what we would call web gym catches laying (laughs) laying out full extension and they don't wear gloves in cricket i've noticed in the outfield don't don't need big clown like hands it's just all about that (laughs) diamond catching it all the all-seeing eye but you catch that ball man well brother I'm, i'm i'm really glad you could be back with us it's been a while since we've uh spoke i guess the last time we spoke we were doing a a holistic roots episode about homeschooling and stuff yeah yeah we kind of flown We've kind of been slacking on the holistic roots front, but we'll get back yep. to it eventually. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, I don't think anybody's life has been any kind of sane over the last however many months it's been since we spoke last. But it's glad I'm really glad to have you back on. You're you're one of my favorite people out here to talk to, man. Thank you. As long as there's not some guy in a, a bunker somewhere with the ATF ready to knock down the door, waiting on a holistic roots episode to save him. I think you're fine. Uh, man, that would suck. When are they going to drop the next one? I need this. Boof, boof, boof. God, I, I wish. detox I wish. these heavy metals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that because I'm pretty sure uh, I think my fiance Ashley sat in for most of it as I babysat. Yeah, that was that's not really how I was planning on it going, but it was still good. I still appreciate you taking your time out of your out of your day to to hop on and spill some spill some truth anytime man anytime well i feel like up front i need to i need to acknowledge some error on my part uh Kyle and Crystal the last time we we got down we did a little a christmas deep dive almost semi deep dive into christmas um and I kept referring to Yule originating from Nordic regions. And that was a mistake as uh, the fellows at Operation Red Pill have so eloquently noted that there is a distinct difference between Nordic and Germanic uh, cultures and regions. So in, in all fairness, I, I fumbled the ball, much like Jalen Hurts. I fumbled the ball. And 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 i was i was ignorant in my ways i erred in my quest for truth and so just insert germanic where i said nordic from 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 the christmas episode and i think we'll be all right so see i i think you're actually right though yule is scandinavian and, but 
German and Scandinavian, it's like splitting hair and fur. Exactly. There's Odin and there's Woden. It's pretty much the exact right. same culture, but to the south. And see, I was getting my information like southern from Germans. I was like getting my information from the Britannica website. I thought they were pretty credible. <laughs> I figured if anybody had had the lowdown on Europe, it'd probably be the you know Europeans. But <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> but I'm not saying that I I I may have just misread, but um because they were talking about King uh, Haroldson around the third century, you started uh, merging Yule and Christmas into a more of a singular holiday. And I could have swore it referred hack on Haroldson sounds pretty Nordic to me. I don't sound too Germanic to me, but I could, be, like you said, you know, when you're dealing with those ancient, you know, cultures from back then who really knew where one stopped and one started. Probably them. I mean, I'm just some asshole from Arkansas. (laughs) But uh, after, you know, mentioning Operation Red Pill, they just released, Crystal, they just released their episode, the one I told you that they were most likely going to be dropping anytime soon that and yeah. they did. They they hit the nail on the head. They were spot on with answering how Christmas landed on the 25th. So if you haven't listened to the Christmas episode that Operation Red Pill just released, uh, Crystal and dear listeners, go give that a listen because it's great. And introducing somebody who knows how to make an entrance. Is somebody that knows how to carry on, carry <laughs> on. Our good friend, host of the Big Grimbowski podcast, Sean. What's up, my dude? What's going on, guys? Man, chilling like a villain. Sean, first and foremost, I want to introduce you to Miss Crystal over here. This was my original co-host, uh, Ryan, that I told you about. Uh, this is his wife. And so awesome. We're bringing her on trying to lift her her spirits this Christmas time and hanging out and I don't know if you've had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Drew Misson, our favorite Nephilim time traveler from Australia. He uh is from the you're missing the point uh Christian coalition conspiracy uh Christian or the, what is it the current the conspiracy three to three thousand and about 15 other podcasts out there (laughs) too many and uh drew crystal this is sean he's the host of the big grimbowski podcast really good guy hi nice to meet you nice meeting you what's up up, brother what's up man what you got in what you getting into tonight well i think that usually you know for the for the occasion you guys always seem to be having some something to drink with you so i was like you know for the spirits i i, I grabbed it truly okay <laughs> there you go hey those aren't bad those are i'm not even gonna knock on truly's i don't i don't mind them i don't mango, mango lemonade mango lemonade for that's some it right reason there. that seems like that's just such a sean thing to be drinking <laughs> i can't I- can't be out i can't be out drinking y'all like i'm 
dead ass over here, like sipping on apple pie moonshine. So, <laughs> oh <like>. yes. <laughs> so, so is that from the liquor store or is that from your cousin? Because I need, I need some for Christmas. Actually, okay, it's from a lady at work. Her husband made us all some, and when I tell y'all, it's like official. Well, I it's don't official. think it's illegal like, to ship even... that shit across state lines. I will pay Bet. whatever I have been needing. <laughs> Look, apple pie moonshine is probably my favorite alcohol on this planet to drink. And I okay, I got you. I lost my connections to people that I knew that had connections to it. And I'm not trying to go buy fucking uh what was the what was the dude from, from that moonshine show? Oh oh popcorn Sutton. I ain't, trying to go buy <laughs> I ain't trying to buy his liquor store as moonshine. <laughs> I'm trying to drink some real shit. No, for real. I got you. I got you. So she's already making us her plans to make us like some more to where we have like multiples. So I got wow. you. There we yeah. Go. That's that's crazy. Cause so that's kind of like a, a tradition in my family. Um, my family buys these special pots from Arizona. I don't know if they're what exactly they're made out of. I want to say it might it might be terracotta. I could be wrong, but everyone except for myself actually um, has one. But it's a big pot, and it gets custom painted by this this gentleman named uh, Jerry Wolf. So Jerry Wolf is a is a family friend, and he used to do designed almost every hot wheel car you can imagine he paint he did the original artwork on the hot wheels and so his penmanship right not penmanship but his art is beautiful um and after the the hot wheels deal he used to pinstripe cars at um at a uh, body shop up in northern california but my aunt would go every year and get everclear from i believe arizona and then brings that back over and then they make the. He's got their own like apple pie moonshine. So, God damn it! That Man. is the most American sounding thing I've ever heard. Apple pie moonshine. Oh, dude! <laughs> Let me so, tell you, Drew. Like, does it strip? Does it strip your organs while having a nice taste? By the sounds of it, I mean it. It it tastes just like apple pie. Like you can't you can't go wrong with it, especially when it's done right. Like it's one of those that. It'll sneak up on you later on, so you gotta oh, later in on moderation. <laughs> oh, yeah, 150 I, proof easily. Yeah, I was gonna say, mo know, your your average to, like, play cool. your average moonshine is at least 140, 150 proof. I don't know what that is yeah. in the metric system, but that means strong as fuck over here, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that, that that means that shit's flammable, real. How flammable. blind are you after you drink it? Like See the, now, does if your you, vision if, physically go straight away? If you do it right, you don't go blind. That was see, that was the thing. Was back during the prohibition, you had every fucking Joey bag of donuts who had access to copper and 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 corn was was making his own steel, and the people that didn't know what the fuck they were doing were out here blinding people for real, like. When Hank Williams Sr. saying that he he drank till he couldn't see, that that's a metaphor for just being shit faced. There were people who were you 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 drank a glass of this moonshine and you lost your sight because the fucking bacteria and shit that was still in in, in that whiskey or whatever 
But the people that are out here that know what they're doing, oh, oh. But you, in my humble opinion, you do, you run across some just straight non-flavored moonshine and you fuck around, take you a swallow of that shit, dude, you're hurting. Like it takes yeah. your it's it's worse than swallowing gasoline. Like it is we did rough. that. We did that prematurely one night after the bar because uh it was a bunch of us and it was a guy from up north. Can't remember where it was from or whatever, but it was like we were out celebrating a friend's birthday. So it was like a big, nice sized group of us out. And somehow one of the guys that was in our group became friends with this dude and he was like i got some moonshine out in the truck if y'all want to try it and we're all like looking at each other like you're from like no no don't like don't don't play in other words and so he took we all went out there and he um poured some on the ground and he lit it on fire and the flame on it was like this bright blue and then like everybody i think even myself like everybody grew hair on their chest like that night because it was I was like, um, I'm the one that's driving, guys. So <laughs> no more. I'm not, I'm out. I'm done. I'm bound out. I'll take the coward's layout this time. We but, started yeah. bonfires with Everclear. <laughs> Didn't have anything to start the fire with, so you pour a shot out for the homies and set that bitch on fire. And <laughs> man, you talking about I don't know, Drew, if y'all have anything in Australia that's the equivalent to uh, Everclear. Everclear is a white liquor. It's pure grade it's alcohol. It's, it's ethanol. It's, you can put, look, you can put ethanol or you can put Everclear in your vehicle and get down the road. It's It, it has flammable warnings like you would see on the back of tank well i don't know if y'all have tankers over there like big truck freight trade freight truck tankers that have the 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 flammable markers it's on a liquor bottle okay <laughs> it's on a liquor bottle and one night i was a teenager i might have been 17 16 17 and me and a couple of my best friends were over at their grandma's house and their grandma was a straight G man. She was awesome. She was one of them ladies that was like, I really don't much care what y'all do as long as you do it here. Once you get here and once you start, you stay here. I lived right across the road, literally right across this road. So I, it wasn't a problem for me, but like we were having fun and we went and got this fifth of Everclear and we we quickly realized we didn't buy any proper mixers or chasers. And so we were stuck in this house chasing Everclear with sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, that man, golly, you talking about shit faced. I don't, I don't get drunk like that anymore. Like I, if you I'm ever chase, if you ever chase Everclear with sweet tea, you might just be a redneck. I swear to God, I swear to God, like I'm drinking, I'm drinking some apple crown right now. I've had, I've had me about four glasses already and I probably got another three or four in the bottle. I'm not going to get shit face. I'm not going to get drunk. Like I'm going to get right. <laughs> I'm going to feel great, but I don't, <laughs> there's no point in getting so drunk that I can't stand and function <laughs> conduct myself properly on a podcast 
Like those <laughs> days are far long gone because the hangover when Hank Williams, we mentioned Hank Williams senior. Well, his son, Hank Williams jr. Said them hangovers hurt more than they used to. He wasn't lying. Cause, cause what I used to bounce, bounce back from damn near kills me today. Like I remember days where you stay out all night drinking yourself sober, watching the sun come up, and then realizing you got to go to work. <laughs> like that used to be a thing. That would literally put me in the grave right now if I tried oh, yeah. that. <laughs> as soon as you get past twenty five, hangovers start to last five days. Man, mine was twenty seven. Is when I look back and was like, dude, something happened. <laughs> Like for real, and everybody on here outside of Crystal right now understands. After twenty seven, it's not gravy anymore. There's a number in that late twenties. It might not always be twenty seven. It sounds like Drew is twenty five. Mine was twenty seven. I mean, we we you wake up and you realize that the the the, the playing field has has shifted drastically. <laughs> we got, are no. He's got to stick no, with beer. We're no longer in front of the eight ball. We are severely behind the eight ball. And uh, it sucks, man. Like, I'm thinking about going and seeing a doctor and shit. Be like, hey, dude, you got to help me out, man, because my wife's five years younger than me. I can't handle (laughs) I just want to go to sleep. (laughs) Help me, Lord. (laughs) Help me. I wonder if it's 27 for you guys because the legal drinking age is 21 and for us it's 18. Ooh, that's solid. So it sets in earlier for us. I think the drinking age should definitely be a little bit... um, uh, I think it should be a little bit... I think the drinking age should be earlier because I feel like people do... depending on their parents and depending on how they were raised, like when you're super sheltered like that and you're not allowed to have like a drip of alcohol, you can't like, and then they turn 21 people just do some dumb shit, dude. Cause they're just not used to, you know, but, um, cause I've got a, I've got to encounter this problem within the next three to four years. (laughs) My daughter just turned 13 two days ago. I'm going to have to be that guy that's going to be like, look, you're going to do it here and you're going to do it with me. And if I even catch a whiff of you doing it anywhere else, we're going to have a problem. We're going to go grab some boxing gloves from the Walmart and step out back. I don't care if you're a girl. <laughs> you, I'm giving you an out. Take the out. Don't disrespect it. Because I had that person. I had several people in my life that were, hell, even my mom was one of them, where she was just like, look, if you're going to drink, drink here. Go buy it for you. But once you start, you're not touching them keys, and you're here. I feel like overall, granted, all things accounted for, I turned out okay. There's several nights I shouldn't have woke up the next morning over the choices that I have made. Whether you know what I'm saying, pushing pushing the limits of a human teenage and early twenty year old body to the absolute limits, and just somehow still waking up the next morning. And I have no 
no reason to be alive right now other than the fact that God wasn't done with me because I've who my childhood was wild. And I consider my childhood to have started when I was 16. Like <laughs> I didn't even get to wild out until I was older. And like Kyle was saying, because I had grown up in an environment where it was like my mom had me convinced that the instant I let the first drop of liquor pass my lips, that I was going to be an alcoholic for the rest of my life because, and I'm proud to say that I have broken the generational chain of alcoholism in my family. That was me. I did that, but it, it set it set the table very weird. You know, growing up, I was like, man, I can't even enjoy myself. I can't, I can't go do and be like the other kids because I'm going to hell. You know, I'm gonna go burn. God's gonna kill me if I if I go. And then you you find out, oh, I'm not <laughs> gonna go burn in a lake of fire if I drink this beer or whatever. And thankfully, I had the people in my life that were. Like, hey, you know, the come do it here, people, because shit got ignorant for a long time. Like, from 16 to 25, I wasn't worth a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I was a worthless human being. It was just a party, nonstop party. No responsibilities, just whatever. We were chasing that dragon, baby, and we, we succeeded a lot. <laughs> See, it's crazy because coming from a small town like, um, like, because I I grew up in Brenham, so it's a small country town, but you know it's where Bluebell ice cream is made. So, um, so Ooh, growing up there, ice cream, <laughs> exactly. So my biggest thing was like everybody in town, literally everybody in town knew who my grandma was. So I was afraid to even be seen out in public with anything even if it was just like a juice container like in my hand because on more occasions than not I have I have had several people come up and they approached me and they were like oh you're Jesse May's granddaughter and I was like <laughs> see no like relate to so that. they were they were giving me the hint without giving without telling me you know like like I'm watching you like she got eyes everywhere so I was like man fuck this y'all go do whatever it is that y'all need to go do they know my grandma they did already brought her up so um um yeah yeah i'll come and pick y'all up that's what i'll do but i will not participate so yeah it's, the it's difference crazy. between my small town and your small town was all the people that were watching me were doing worse than me <laughs> so there it's it's like yeah go ahead and tell my mom what i'm doing because i'm gonna tell my mom what you're doing <laughs> and, and you're the adult you have no excuse yeah yeah so i was like kid. i played it like very i was very like cautious when i was out and about at you know said parties where underage drinking was happening and you know but hey at the end of the night we were cow tipping so i mean all in all it was a good night right <laughs> yeah like you've never really lived unless you've been at a a big party and as everybody else is pulling up you're in the car puking your guts up because you showed up too early and you got shit faced as your party's done before it ever got started <laughs> dude 
I made that mistake so many, <laughs> so many times. It's not even funny where I'm like, I'll take a shot of tequila. I'm good to go. And then I'll smoke a fucking doobie. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> before the girl that I was that I knew was coming to the party that I was interested in, dude. I'm fucking done, dude. I've had. Yeah, I've had bad, dude. I've had, yeah, <laughs> I, I got so I made a lot of mistakes night that we I was out with a bunch of my friends and literally we showed up an hour before the party started but there was some people there this is before i drank beer so i drank vodka and chased it with smirnoffs and sat there and drank like half a fifth of vodka in 30 minutes and like six smirnoffs and i was done like literally i'm hanging out of my car where everybody else is parked and and people are actively pulling up and i'm just "Eh." calling earl over here just having the not so time of my life and they take me back to one of the girls we were out with took me back to her place put me up in her bed on the second floor somewhere down the line her granddad and her uncle show up and start they're in next thing all i know is they're in the room like it's they're grabbing on me, shaking me like, who the fuck is this? And there's a, they're like, we're going to throw them out of the window. And I'm just like, you know, laying there trying to act like I'm still asleep and shit. <laughs> I'm drunk as fuck, scared as shit. Because <laughs> like, like, I'm not even the girl, dude, that's with the girl. Like, my friend's with her. Like, I'm just <laughs> drunk. They put me here. I didn't do this. And I thought, I, man, I, th- I thought they was going to th- literally throw me out of the house from the second story window. That was wild. I've had many yeah, nights. I, like, I used to be a stupid cheap drunk. I mean, pathetically <laughs> cheap drunk. Dude, listen, listen. Okay, so I wasn't the one that was drunk, but like when I was in my early to mid twenties, I met this girl online, and I was supposed to go and, and meet her, and I get there. And come to find out, like, she was so nervous to meet me that she needed to just start drinking. So she starts, like, drinking, like, a shit ton of, I can't remember if it was, like, fucking tequila or or what it was. But she was already pretty sloshed when I got there. Let's go. So, like, so it's fine. And, like. You know, it's her, and she's over at, like, her friend's house, and it was this lesbian couple, and so, like, we're all hanging out, and, you know, having a good time, and this and that, and then she's like, starts going on about how I was so nervous, and blah, 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 <laughs> just, like, just kind of, like, you know, all over the place and everything, and then... She's like, you know, trying to climb like on top of my lap and like make out with me and like front of that. And I'm just like, okay, all right, let's, I just met you. Let's, let's simmer down first, you know, (laughs) take a step back here a second, honey. And it wasn't more than like 15 minutes later that this bitch fucking pukes everywhere. Let's go. And I mean, like, <laughs> everywhere. Like, I literally, like, I literally, like, push her to the side because, like, she wouldn't get off of me. And then all of a sudden, she's like, I need a trash can. 
No and shit. I was like, oh shit. And I was like, hey, I think she's going to throw up. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, she starts like throwing up. Like they help her into the bathroom. I hear her just like throwing up. I'm so hardcore. And then on top of that, like she got puke all over herself. So they had to help her change like some of like her clothes. And she's like, don't look at my vagina. Okay. Because <laughs> like I know, I know you guys are lesbians. So don't like look at my pussy that way. Okay. And I'm just like, I'm still sitting in the living room, like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to get the fuck out of here. And like all of a sudden she finally comes back in. She finally comes back in and like sits back and I said, I'm really I'm really sorry. And they're like, You honey, you need to lay down and like go to bed and stuff. And like you guys can talk later. And I was like, Yeah, we can talk later. Like that's 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 fine. Like it's not a big deal. And uh yeah she wouldn't she proceeded to, to till, still try to like make out with me and i'm just like honey no huh that 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 door's closed you don't puked like you have not brushed your teeth nothing like this ain't happening <laughs> we're done here and it took a minute to get her to lay down but I, I ended up jetting out pretty quickly after after that and i was like oh my god i can't believe like this shit literally just fucking happened I've only like, and this was not my fault. To be fair, it was a birthday. It was one of my birthdays. Like, I don't know. It's probably been about eight or nine years now. But so they took me out, and we we met up at Whiskey River, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, let's do shots right off the bat. So we're doing shots, and then like, I'm like trying to go and dance some of the stuff off. And then, like, my sister pulls me off the dance floor after I've had, like, beer and tequila and vodka and fireball and something else that was, like, really dark, so dark that I was like, Ugh, and I was like, nope, we're, we're not drinking that one. And so then, like, this couple, these couples are out because they, they're, like, out because they, they managed to find a sitter for the night. And so she's like, these people over here want to buy you a drink. And I'm like, do you know these people? And she's like, no. And I was like, then why are they buying me drinks? She's like, because it's your birthday. And I was like, okay. So my dumb ass goes to the bar. We're like still shooting fireball and stuff. And I made it all the way home before I got sick. And I was just like, it was coming up like left and right. And my sister was like, don't you fucking throw up in my car. And I was like, shut the front door. And she was like she was like killing herself laughing at me and so it it, I don't know it was a good birthday but it was also like you know we came home and she was like mom had to help me get you out of the car and I was like yeah I remember something about that and she was like do you remember my mom said do you remember me telling you like if the room's spinning just lay down on your on your back and put one foot on on the side of your bed on the ground and I said yeah she said did that help I said absolutely and she's like, I have no explanation for it, but it works. And so whenever I get to that point or like after that, because I, I can't, I'm with you, Hank. I can't drink like I used to. But if I get to that point, then I just want to keep that little bit of information in the back of my mind because it does help. Like I was like, no shit, it works. And she's like, yeah, like your great uncles told me that like a long time ago, like back in the day. And I was like, well, y'all were all drinking together because 
you know, kids could go to cafes and, and hole in the wall bars and stuff back then, but now it's frowned upon. So, you know, but yeah, that's that, like, that's like the only time I've ever gotten sick. And I was like, I took a stance then. I was like, I am not doing this shit ever again. And I haven't, not to that effect, at least anyways, because that was just, that was terrible, but it was a good birthday, but it was terrible. <laughs> That's all that matters. I do have to say there is an art to this, and I've I've fucking mastered this shit because I still to this day I I fuck up. I I'm not perfect, so I'll I'll be throwing back beers, throwing back beers, and my my fiance Ashley, she's the one that she's more of the the pothead. She's a stoner. She anyhow, yeah, and she'll always try to pass me. I'm like I'm good right now. I'm good right now. Well, sometimes. After I've had a couple beers, like a, a lot of beers, I'm like, I'm good to go. I'm feeling great. And I'll fucking take a rip. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. And I just, if you move, like anyone even talking to me, like, I'm just like, shut the fuck up, dude, because I'm going to, I'm going to start puking. But there is, like, in my brain, what I do, I close my eyes and I literally picture, because you feel like you're, you feel like you're spinning. And I've got this thing down, and I, I don't know. I, I wish I could share with you my exact technique, but it don't matter how fucked up I am or how much how much pot I've smoked. I'm not puking, dude. It ain't happening. I close my eyes, and I just fucking zen out, and I think I tell myself, like, you're not spinning. You're not spinning. You're not spinning. You're not spinning. You're not definitely not spinning. And yeah, that's my trick. But I'm going to next time. I, I hope this doesn't happen anytime soon. But the next time it does happen, I'm trying to watch myself. I will lay on my back and put one foot on the floor and I will be thanking you later, Crystal. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Drew, you got your you got got a, got everything all fixed up or what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what was going on there. I was had pop ups and virus detection stuff going crazy. So sorry, I had to jump out and. Run some stuff. CP was was gunning for you, man. Oh, ACO, you know the usual, just our version of this fucking CIA. <laughs> Nuts. You, I guess you have like a going on HP. Sorry, what kind of what kind of computer do you have? Mac. What? And it's happening to you on a MacBook. That's incredible. I thought for sure you had like a, a HP or Windows like like I, I have right now because usually I don't know a lot about Macs. The last time I had a MacBook, I was like, I don't know. It was a long time ago, like 14 years ago. And from my knowledge, like they're supposed to be really, really, really good at like blocking that shit out. Right. Well, yeah, well, this is yeah. the first time I've had it. So as soon as that weird. stuff was popping up, I quickly downloaded the best antivirus software there is and Gave it a run and said nothing's detected, so I'll see what happens. Dude, just seemed I've had that happen to me so many times on my on my desktop, where I'll have like I know something's wrong with my computer, and then I'll go do like a free trial or whatever and get whatever program the AVG or or whatever, and I'll run it and it says no problems detected, and I'm like, dude, bullshit. There is an <laughs> issue with my computer right now. It'll shut off and on whenever it wants, and you're telling me nothing's wrong with my computer? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no good. No good at all. So I dare say you were talking about hangover cures or not throwing up while you're drinking? Yes. The key has to be, and I think this is what 
does mean when I when I do drink and I, I start to feel seedy is if I mix drinks. If I either stick to beer all night, I'm fine. Or if I stick to spirits all night, I'm fine. As soon as I start interchanging, that's what puts me over the edge. Unsettles yep. the stomach. What is there's a saying? Yeah, it's liquor it's like- before beer. You're in the clear. Beer before, beer before liquor. liquor, never sicker. Never liquor before sicker. beer. Had yeah. no fear. I'd agree with yeah. that. That's that's weird how that works, though. Well, I kind of feel bad, you know, sitting here and we're reveling in our debauchery, and we've got the <laughs> the the pure, whole, holy, innocent Drew missing on with us, and I just feel like it's kind of unfair for us to throw it in his face that we're just a bunch of heathen. So. Oh. uh Oh, dude, I have the sin of gluttony when it comes to alcohol. If it's like a big party or an event or something, oh, I no, will no. overindulge. So we're not, all human. Not the, not the pristine educator of children that is true missing. No, not at all. Humanity, my but, friend. But, uh, you know, with it being we're balls deep in this Christmas thing, what would y'all say? And I'm, and I'm a especially curious to hear what you got to say on this Drew. what what is y'all's go-to i mean when it when you think christmas movie what's your go-to if, if you had your pick of the litter you got one movie to put on to watch with your family or christmas or just by yourself whatever but if it, if it was your choice what's that movie well i'm in that weird generation where i was born in the 80s grew up in the 90s predominantly so i grew up with the home alone films but the Santa Claus with Tim Allen was very big growing up. So I'd have to say it's Home Alone 2, purely because I think it's one of the best comedies, let alone Christmas movies. But in my household, we have a really strange tradition where, for whatever reason, one Christmas Eve, aliens came on. So the one with the power loader and they're fighting the queen alien. And that appeared one year. And for whatever reason, the local broadcasting channel kept putting it on year after year at Christmas Eve. So it's become this unofficial, unofficial Christmas tradition within our household to watch Aliens on Christmas Eve. But if it's a real Christmas movie, it'd have to be uh, Home Alone too. Awesome, Crystal. What's what's your go-to? <laughs> uh, we're definitely watching Die Hard. Um, and then yes. if the kids, <laughs> if the kids are up and involved, then they're off watching. Uh, Home Alone or The Grinch, but definitely Die Hard. Let's go. Was that Ryan's favorite Christmas movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could yeah. totally believe that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sean, what you rocking? It's it's going to be uh, Home Alone and Die Hard, hands down. Yeah. Chef, baby, what do you say? You got, you got the pick of the litter. Any any Christmas movie at your fingertips, but you got to put one on. What are you putting on? Uh, that's tough, man. Because I definitely you are as we spoke earlier. Like I'm not the biggest Christmas fan, like at all. Um. So when I do put something on, it's not for my pleasure. It's for my my kids. Um, sure. I don't, dude. I like Elf. I like Elf. I do. I, I, it's I for me. I I think it's funnier and funnier every time I watch it. But yeah, I do. I enjoy I enjoy Elf. Um there's one more dude and it's not Home Alone. It's not uh it's not National Lampoons. 
Christmas yeah, vacation. so I do, I do, I do, I do like Christmas vacation. I do like mm-hmm. that. Um, there's one more when it comes to me, I'll, I'll, I'll spew it out, but it's not one of like the top, I guess it probably wouldn't be ranked like the top five Christmas movie. But Hank, what is yours? What is your go-to for Christmas? Well, my, my answer is probably going to shock people. Um, I was born in 90. So I feel like I'm I'm in that weird generational bridge between the kids that exclusively grew up with Home Alone and the kids that exclusively grew up with um the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I I'm just the right age to where I don't give a shit if it's fourth of July. I could put home alone one, two, and I'll give three its credit unpopular opinion. Three is a good movie. After that, after that, I don't care. But three was a good one. But then I can watch all of the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies and just be just as happy as as anything. My wife is by far the biggest Grinch fan I've ever seen, and I love it. the The Jim Carrey Grinch gets played no less than ten times a year in this house throughout the throughout the calendar love the movie can't go wrong with putting the grinch on i'm a big fan of the old older cartoon version too but jim carrey is literally probably the top of my actors list when it comes to my lifetime but for me i am a huge fan of the christmas chronicle movies with kurt russell i don't know what it is about those movies Wow, you're a Zuma. I don't know what it is about him. And 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 maybe it's just I love Kurt Russell a lot, but those are some really great movies. You know. What's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, Jingle all the way. way. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. That's a good one too. Now that we're talking about Schwarzenegger, I'm going to mention something that's going to be quite controversial. Die Hard as good as it is could have been much better if it was originally what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger sequel to Commando. Oh, wow. Could you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger in the role, running around, big, bulky, ace motherfucker. No, come on! <laughs> that would be, that would be interesting. That would be interesting instead of, uh, instead of Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. Hans! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except he'd pick the dude up and break him over his leg. He wouldn't be throwing him off a building. Right. Just right. snap yeah. him in half. Be Hans, remember it. when I said I killed you but, last? But then, but then by the same token, Drew, he wouldn't have fit in the air ducts. Yeah, he would have stuck like this. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I cannot get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, there's so many, so many good Christmas movies and listening to all the other podcasters do their Christmas shows for the years. You hear people throw up. Uh, what's what's the one with um, the all he wants is the Red Rider BB gun. My son looks just uh, like Christmas the story. Kid. Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah. Christmas My son story. looks just like the kid. 
when we put his little red Ooh, bargain on, I swear red. to God, he looks just Which like him. Which I had never seen until recently when we watched a conspiracy theory. I'm a big fan of, I don't know if y'all know who Ernest is, but Ernest Christmas. Ernest movie. Saves Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's yeah. probably one of the greatest Christmas movies never mentioned. The Ernest films in general are fantastic. Ernest yeah. Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ernest Goes to Africa. They're great. Gotta love, God, I love Ernest. Not to like get off topic as far as like movie uh like genres go, but and I'm sure Drew, you've I would I'm I'm assuming here that Ryan has mentioned to you the movie on Netflix, uh Leave the World Behind. Yeah, man. Um, that came because we're a day ahead of you guys. That came out, and it was the day that we we're filming our a Christmas story. And I had two hours up my sleeve before recording, and I watched it. And I sat there. I'm like, "We've got to do this. We've got to do a breakdown on this." I cannot wait. Brian's like, "Oh yeah, it's a Netflix film. It's probably trash." A day later, he's like, "We've got to do this breakdown." Dude, that's I'm like, a I great movie. Yeah, you it's guys so- definitely got to do that. The scary thing about that is, and it legitimately scared me as a film is. Generally, they like to hide things like Easter eggs and have little subtle clues. There's no subtleness. There's no clues. No, no, it might as well no. have just been Obama at the Oval Office saying, we're coming to kill you and there's nothing you can do to yep. stop us. Or yep. we're going to let this happen. Yeah. 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 This is a Bye. switch for the internet. Yep. Yep. Hey, right. There was a switch for civilization. On- it really, it really was, and and I've watched it twice. I'll probably watch it again tonight. Well, see, I'm gonna I'm watch it again on... too, and then me, you can do a breakdown of it. We'll, yeah, we'll... that'd be dope, dude. Because there's maybe dude, we'll there's hit on some so... shit that, that Drew and them don't hit on. Well, th- dude, I'm I've found stuff that because it's all over like oh, Instagram yes. right now. It's all over everywhere, and I'm picking up on stuff that's not at all has not been said. Like there's a uh, uh, there's once. I forgot. It's kind of towards the beginning where they it's fly like past the, the exit on the freeway with the no, signs. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't see that one, but there's a big queue. I think there's two of my fiance picked up on another one. There's a big queue. It's like an aerial aerial view looking down, and it kind of starts panning out, and it's a fucking queue, like a huge queue. And I'm like, what in the world could like? Could Q have to like? It's hard for me to like. If it wasn't Barack and Mike Obama that were the executive producers of the movie, Big Mike, Big Mike in the house, I would have never <laughs> thought at all of the Q. But yeah, that dude, that thing is filled like just. And I'm just like, man, I don't know, I don't know. That was a fucking well, wild, without, wild, wild, without wild spoiling a, a potential episode for us early in the film. When they're leaving for the vacation, <clears throat> they're driving down the freeway, and you see two of the green signs that are up over the freeway. And one says Point Comfort, and I can't remember what the other one is. But when you look into what Point Comfort and that other place are, it's a fort, I believe. You find out that Point Comfort was where slavery basically started. And the other place is where slavery first got its initial ending as far as America's concerned. So like there's from, from covered. See, I heard about this movie. I heard Ryan and ghost talking about it on cut. I heard uh, some other people discussing it and 
coming from the the open-minded community that we're in you hear big mike and barack executive produced a movie and you're like yeah i'm not watching that i'm 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 not gonna watch that i don't i don't need to watch that but as i heard other people talking about it and like you said kyle it's literally everywhere you can't scroll more than two times on instagram reels or on youtube without seeing a a a video about the symbolism or what you may or may not have missed in the movie and it took one of those videos for me to be like well i'll give it a i'll give it a shot you know if nothing else to be able to talk about it on an episode and then i watched it and i was just like holy shit this is an amazing movie Take away the conspiracy themes that we can pull out of it. Take away Barack and Michelle are the ones that produced it and just take the movie for what it is, a cinematographical work. And it's a banger of a movie front to back. The cinematography is amazing. The soundtrack is great. The actors do their job. The events keep you hooked and that's without any of the subliminal stuff it's a great movie it's a great and for a movie, movie that goes for near like two plus hours to and to me that's a plus man time. i'm so far over the 90 minute movies because i'm the kind of person and i'm sure it's just because of my generation because anybody born before 90 was truly the last outside generation. I spent most of my life outside up until I was an adult and I could pay for things like the internet and Netflix. But I remember waking up six years old, Nintendo 64. I had a TV from the day I was born to the present time. I remember what it was like to wake up at seven o'clock and get the door locked behind you and don't come back till the streetlights turn on or unless it's time to eat. But then I also remember waking up, staying up 48, 72 hours in a row, trying to play a game on the PlayStation or whatever. So I'm like in this weird mix of, I remember the world as it used to be and the beginning of the world as it is now. And there was a lot of things that I picked up in that movie that if I was a little bit younger, I don't think I would have picked up on. And if I was a little bit older, I might not have picked up on because I listened to, to Chud X and uh, Moral Bob on Are We Content Yet a lot. And they're only four or five years. One of, I, think, I think Moral Bob's only four or five years older than me. And it's like he's from in a completely different world, but I'm still close enough to his generation that I, I understand what he's talking about because I caught it like the first. Like I like I said, I was born in 90. My first memories are from like 93, 94. I remember the world in 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. It was just the 80s all over again to an extent. But. I don't know, man. Like this, this movie was. It definitely drives the fear and the idea oh, that the generations I... today, Hank, are they're so connected to devices and the internet that if that were alone was to go out, 
people would collectively lose their minds. Their brains have been hardwired to have dopamine hits that are done within microseconds. That's the whole idea of apps and games and things. But the thing that fundamentally freaked me out about this movie was that just by so many people talking about it, like there's a million one podcasts on it now, there's tens of thousands of posts. People have, I dare say, noticed pretty much everything that anyone else is going to talk about. But in some way, we're giving it power by talking about it. And I'm going to say that a new agey word, manifesting. But by the idea of talking about it and sharing what the outcome in this film is, are we actively giving it them the green light for it to happen? Because we're catastrophizing all the things in this film to the point where it could quite easily occur now. Like in, in scriptural doctrine, you give a demon power or evil power by acknowledging its existence. If we acknowledge the things they want to do, is that like some kind of a, a barter system by acknowledging it and talking about it? That gives them the green light to go ahead with it. I de- no, I definitely agree with that. I was, uh, we were talking, I was talking last night uh, with the, with everyone on the, on the cave podcast. And we were, we were talking about something similar where even just like speaking about it, you are giving it, you're, you're feeding it. And I said, it was like a fuck. It's like a fucking Taylor Swift concert. Like you're there, dude. When they're doing all the showing all like the demonic shit in the background that just for like a, that microsecond and everyone's cheering and have a good time. You're literally feeding into it's, 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 you're putting your, you're, you're giving your energy to, this negative entity and that's that's i don't know that's how i feel about taylor swift um i think she's demonic as as all hell but i agree i agree and i'm also and and another thing too drew is that how real and how it is yeah how real like that that really can happen like i actually i put it on my fiance wasn't feeling good actually funny enough she had the spins that night as we were talking about the spins she had a little bit too much champagne and um so me and my daughter were sitting here watching it and my daughter loves like scary movies i mean i let her she doesn't have nightmares so i don't really give a shit what she like i care what she watches yes but as far as like scary movies go she's not like i can't go in there by myself i'm scared and then i have to stay up you know for an extra three four hours to make sure she's okay that doesn't happen. The kids are gangsters, so, dude. They, 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 yeah. But we're we're sitting here watching this, and there's if you've seen the movie, there's really nothing that like what could be scary about that as far as like an like coming from an eight year old's perspective. And my daughter is like, "This is really scary, Dad." And I'm like, "There's not even like a bad guy in this movie. Like, there's no like monsters. There's no it clown walking around." And she's like, realized like. I don't know, maybe because she sits, she she hears a lot of the a lot of the conspiracy and 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 talk my podcast, whatever uh, that I do. But she's like, she's like, this is really scary, Dad. I'm like, yeah, well, it's it's a very real possibility. But the fact that we're able to watch that, what's what's that? I forgot what the fucking term is, is where uh, like a lot of these societies, they kind of have to tell you what they're doing without really telling you they're doing it just kind of absolve themselves of sin by letting us know what their plans are yes yes but dude what i think i know where your daughter's coming from because kids like and for generally people like scary movies monster movies because it has an element of fantasy to it so your brain instinctively goes okay that's not real it's the jump scares it's the fun 
This yeah. movie shows you very real things that could happen at the drop yeah. of a hat. And it's completely no, out of your oh, control. Oh, this is just a scary yep. movie. This is, oh, shit. This is what's like, more- this could, we could wake up tomorrow to this. Exactly. And what's more scary about it is the elites are kind of rubbing in our faces saying, if society collapsed, energy, infrastructure, internet, communications, everything stopped, we could happily go live underground for 50 years. Yep. Well, you all pull yourselves apart and eat each other, and we can come up and kind of claim everything again. That's why they I are so my, set up, and we aren't. My boss was asking me about this movie. He was he he's like, you you can spoil it. I'm not going to go watch it. <clears throat> I was like, dude, you need to go watch it. It's a great movie. But I was telling him basically, in a nutshell, this movie is about realizing as an everyday Joey bag of donuts citizen of the United States of America that the federal government has zero contingency plan for you, for Kyle, for Crystal, for Sean. Drew, if you were over here, they wouldn't have a plan for you either, but you better fucking believe they've got a plan for themselves. They're going to have a heads up. And the best that they're going to be able to do for us is just like in the movie, take care of yourself. Isn't it a coincidence that we suddenly start to get reports of Zuckerberg building bunkers in Hawaii and then you've got people that have got them in New Zealand and then they had the trailer drop for that American Civil War film that comes out next year during your election? All very on the nose. That's very well put and yes, definitely very... It's it's fucking scary, dude. It's scary, and it doesn't take right. It doesn't. It's it's not a a a virus, right? That we need to be worried about. It's not a fucking China fucking balloon we need to worry about. It's the simple fact if they cut the fucking power, dude. It's mayhem, and it's mayhem for multiple reasons. A, you have these people that are completely dependent on their Instagram, their 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 uh. What did old boy say? What did old boy say? I am a completely useless man. That's 99.9% of the population. Thank you. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is. But think about this, though. If the power grid goes out, right? Like, for instance, my fiance is diabetic. She will fucking die without her insulin. Oh, she's fucked. I am going to make. I'm going to make fucking sure she's got insulin because she's, I'm not fucking letting that but happen. But you lose like, under any, any ability or access to an insulin pump or anything like electronic, you know, like in Dude. the case of an EMP, let, let, let's say an E, cause that's been the hot, the hot buzzword over the last few years with the China balloon and everything. Right. Is right. oh that balloon could have had an EMP and let's be honest, who's got their, entire house and everything within it trapped in a Faraday cage. Maybe that one asshole that wears the Cowboys hat, but not everybody, you know what I'm saying? So let's be real. Well, even think about like clean drinking water that would go very quickly in the grand scheme of things. And people would resort to drinking out of rivers and lakes, which in itself doesn't sound bad, but how many desalination plants and, um, Sewage plants would be leaking into our clean drinking water. People would start dying of dysentery. Even if you don't have in plants, real time. What yep. what is agriculture induced to the water table? Over here in America, Drew, 
I love you, baby. Over here in America, it doesn't oh, matter. I love you what... too, Hank. I, lo- I love y'all. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it doesn't matter what crop you're growing. For the most part, this is what grows in, 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 in the United States. Cotton, rice, soybeans, corn, wheat, and then what's called sorghum. Us rednecks know it as Milo. That's basically it. That's all that we grow. Uh, the Carolinas have tobacco and other other regional places probably have their regional crops. But overall, that's basically it. You know, those five major crops. That's what we get down on. Rice, cotton, corn, and beans be- and wheat being the majority of it. Sorghum's not as big of a market. <laughs> Every single plant that gets planted gets doused in its lifetime with at least a cup to three cups worth of chemical from the time the seed is put into the ground to the time it's harvested. We spray the ground before we even put the seed in the ground to make sure we don't have any weeds in the fields. Then once we plant the seeds and they're there for a few days, we spray it with fucking pesticides again that the seeds have been genetically modified to uh, not be affected by, aka Roundup Ready seeds. That's a big thing over here is you can buy corn seed, cotton seed, rice seed, Soybean seed, wheat seed that is round up ready. That way, when you put it in the ground and it's three days old, you can hit that bitch with a plane full of fucking roundup and it won't kill your plant, but it'll kill the weeds in the field, right? The weeds in the fields that have already genetically modified themselves to not be uh, affected by roundup. So we're constantly altering the chemicals that we spray in abundance. And then once we've you know, got the seed in the ground, we sprayed it with the Roundup again, then we periodically through its lifestyle, hit it with pesticides and herbicides. No, oh, we lost you sound there, buddy. We can't hear you, Hank. They got to him. <laughs> Dude. Well, Kyle, while we're getting this set back up, you mentioned your wife's a diabetic, and that's a big issue. But think yep. about people poo-poo on modern-day medicine and science because it's become so commercialized, especially in America, and it's a big money business. But modern-day medicine, even through the basics, keeps so many people alive. People could die of a, an infection from not having a tooth pulled. People could die from not having a general antibiotic. There's so many things that are in basic medicine that keep people alive today. We could see hundreds of thousands of people die within a month if the electrical and infrastructure grid just failed overnight. Like asthma. Asthma is another one. If you don't have your asthma puffer, you're done. Um, Yep. Albuterol. Yep. Yeah. If you don't have an EpiPen because you're allergic to something, you are done. There's so many allergies today that we have basic medicines for that wouldn't be in production or circulation. You'd have a lot of people die from very basic medical treatable um, illnesses and disease. That's a solid, that's a really solid point because I, I am like anti, I am anti, like, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I don't know how to form my words in a correct way, but I fucking hate the doctors. Like, I'm an idiot. I'm I'm a fucking idiot. I'll I'll be the first one to say that. I had open heart surgery uh, on my 20th birthday or 20 yeah 20th birthday, so 13 years ago. I have not seen a doctor in 13 years, so that's fucking retarded. I don't recommend people doing that. I just don't like being. I don't like going to the doctor. But at the same time, no, I agree with you. I mean, even Benadryl, like Benadryl, if your dog gets like bitten by a snake or like a, a poisonous snake and it's been proven, you give them Benadryl, like they're going to pull out of it. But yeah. And then, but and not only, not only that, as far as medications, but some people have take medications to balance out their, their brain, their, their, everything going on up there. So if, you're not getting that stuff and and it's not you can't if the power grid goes down if you've ever been like we have walgreens we have all different farm when you go there they're on the computer and they're typing up they're trying to check to make sure the doctor gave you a refill or they didn't give you a refill if that shits the bed dude and people that that really fucking need it what no matter what your ailment is it's gonna be it's gonna be wild it's it's gonna be a very wild time and and I think that's why it's so important to focus on and prepare yourselves too for such attacks and whatnot. Um, kind of a little bit off topic, but I seen this really cool. Um, and I want to I want to dig deeper into this, but I saw this really cool video um, about lead paints and how they they banned lead paints. I think in the late '80s, early '90s. Because kids were eating the paint chips supposedly, and it was fucking them up. Well. When you go have an x-ray done, right, on, on like your mouth, you're going to the dentist, you have something going on with your mouth. What do they, before they take an x-ray, what do they put on you? They put lead a lead apron. vest on you. Yeah, a lead apron on you. So that blocks all that shit. So I was thinking kind of a little out there, but what if they, they're they doing that, even though they, they, they almost prepared for it a long time ago, because now we have all these 5G towers, and I'm, this is not coming from me, by the way. This is a video that I watched. And I'm like, fuck, this dude's got a good point. Um, but yeah, they you have all these five G towers. But what if what if your house was completely covered in lead lead paint the outside? Well, like, lead paint that reduce is scientifically proven to uh, refract certain sound waves and radio waves. Frequencies, so, yeah, yeah. So back in the day when the CIA would like have to post up on the block to spy on you through your walls and shit and hear what you were saying with their little sound cannon thing. The lead paint would be a barrier that they couldn't penetrate. And so the theory is that the federal government banned lead paint so that you could be spied on easier. I'll add on to that. Architecture changed a huge amount. So not only was lead paint removed, you moved away from classical architecture into brutalism. Sure. Classical architecture had ornate um, window coverings. It's plaster was much jerk. thicker. Yes, you had um, hardwood framing, not pine. Um, you had all these elements going on that were conducive to blocking frequency. So your houses had multiple rooms. It wasn't open format living. 
Now, the yep. biggest push for open format living is interconnectivity. It's almost like they preempted having Wi-Fi systems, um, devices that connect through Wi-Fi throughout the house, smart devices. In normal houses, you can drop a frequency in between um, multiple multiple rooms. So as the way we went to this brutalism idea where you've got straight edges where the frequencies can bounce off much easier than being dissipated against ornate cornices and, and wall mounts. Like that's how uh, you insulate a room against sound. You put egg cartons everywhere, right? Or you have that foam. It's because of the texture and the multiple shapes that blocks the sound. If you have flat sure. walls, it bounces much easier and the frequency gets sent around. So it's a combination of all these things going on so they could build a perfect system. Not to mention what we Wi-Fi, were using 5G. to build. The the actual materials we were using themselves. Where we were using different uh, mixtures for concrete or different stone for our bricks to what we have now where we literally have dead structures. Whereas Matt T from The Great Deception eloquently breaks down all the time these buildings that we used to see, what we now refer to as old churches or old insane asylums with the crazy steeples and and crazy shit up top, that these were actually energy producers and stuff. Like all this served a purpose, like the architecture served a purpose. When you were in the middle of or inside one of these buildings, things literally happened to you. And it, it was because we're, I mean, we all know, we all can, you know, we're in the, in this truth or world, we all know that we're frequency and the vibrating and the light and all that good joy and stuff and how frequencies can, you know, we can use rife machines, which is just sound and frequency to cure pretty much any ailment, all this. And, and so it's no wonder that these, that this architecture underwent a change. Because if we're in this matrix that is controlled by somebody, they knew that we were benefiting from these healing centers and this architecture. So it all makes sense when you look at it from that point. But I want to, I want to, I want to backtrack a couple of seconds to back into the movie and like the, the, the grid going down. We're all assuming that we're not going to just be instantly dead within a week because the nuclear reactors in America are going to go boom. Like that was one thing the movie really didn't touch on that. Great. But, uh, that's yeah, one thing I think, I think it- about is, is when the power goes out, that water's going to evaporate on the, on them nuclear rods really quick. And it's not going to take long. And then when boom happens, boom happens. There's no putting smoke back in that cigarette. You know what I'm saying? We're, unless you're prepared with your doomsday bunker that's prepared for filtrating radiated air and cleaning it up for you to breathe and all that jazz. And, and not even us that are aware of these scenarios, we're not ready for that. It doesn't matter if you're in the city or the country. If a nuclear reactor goes booming your vicinity, you're dead. You're dead. Are, are we talking like the, what about the hydro nuclear? 
because like we got a we got a, a hydro nuclear plant um in Michigan City, which uh I would say is only like three hours from me, maybe less than that, maybe two and a half. So like what happens when the power goes down for a hydro nuclear power plant? So you gotta you gotta think that it would be the same end up in the same spot that any, you know, a, a non, you know, a, a, I don't know exactly what style of plant it is, but about four, three, three to four hours West of me, there's a nuclear plant in Russellville, Arkansas. And I know that that motherfucker probably it's in Arkansas, bro. It probably slacking on some OSHA qualifications you feel me there's probably some hopes and prayers holding that bitch and you'll see a world full of osha violations amen so wow i don't i don't know if there's you know the the differences between your standard what you think of i don't know if what i think of as a nuclear plant is the typical hydro nuclear plant i don't know what that falls under but one way or another, you got to think if the power's down, that water's evaporating. And once those rods become exposed, boom happens. And when boom happens, it's like Chernobyl. And there's several of these reactors in America. And even if we are on a flat disc or we're on a marble, wind is still a real thing and wind's going to carry this radiation around and I'm only four hours away from one. It doesn't really matter what I do. I'm dead. As we discussed before I hit the go button, because I'm so close to the Mississippi river, I can't dig down far enough to get a doomsday shelter because the water table is, is, is opposing me. I have to travel about two hours west to be, able to sufficiently dig down deep enough to have subterranean shelter and it'd be a slow death too like unless you're taken out by the initial like meltdown or nuke going off you'd pray you're closer to it because you'd have the most slow agonizing death from radiation poisoning i just looked up how many nuclear power plants you guys have got over there 92 Oh Across yeah, we're country, dead. Spread out everywhere. You're you're all done. Um, and then that's not counting the 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 underground secret silos that exactly. house missiles that we still have from the Cold War. And ha- how's this in comparison? Like we don't have to worry about nuclear. We've only technically got one nuclear power plant in Australia, and that's used very small small scale for medical purposes, like building yeah. um, stuff like that. We've got twenty two coal fired power stations across our entire country. Got a coal power plant in right comparison. now, fifteen minutes away from me. As the crow, I could be there in five minutes as the crow flies. That some bitch could, and see, and this is what I've always thought about since they built this power plant was back in the day. My fear used to be the ragheads from the Middle East, you know, because like a uh, once again hat tip to to cunt Ryan and Ghost. They they were talking about it and. Ryan had mentioned to Ghost that that kind of programming was put in us that were alive during 9-11. Like, we were programmed, especially as children. I was I was 10 
when 9-11 happened. We were programmed that the Middle East was the bad guy. The ragheads must die. It's a, it's America or fuck you. And I used to think, well, fuck if they were smart. Dude, they just drop a bomb right here in Osceola, Arkansas. Because we're so close to Memphis, Tennessee, which is there's a there's two bridges f- that go from Memphis into Arkansas. And if you take those bridges out, you have crippled half of the the, the commerce travel in America. Like you you have severely fucked up America's Try, try, able to move product from one side of the Mississippi River to the other. Like Memphis is a key location just because of those two bridges. Now, of course, you've got New Orleans and you've got places on up the river that you can cross. But when it comes to the lower half of like from St. Louis south, Memphis is it as far as the main passage across that Mississippi River. And if, and, and we're, I'm, man, I'm, if I were to cross the river, if I were to get in a John boat and a fishing, just a regular old dinky fishing boat and go across the river, I'm 20 minutes north of Memphis. So if you were to blow up our fucking shit <laughs> with us being so close, you, you, uh, you don't even have to drop bombs very much further south to hit Memphis. Like it's, we, I've always considered where I live a strategic like oh shit we need to worry about people targeting us as far as a mainland invasion because we have a power plant we have steel mills like we have massive facilities that will go boom and so here's the thing that i think about even further if enough things go boom at the same time on the mississippi river they could trigger the New Madrid fault to rupture. The same New Madrid fault that back in 19 or 1811 and 1812 created a hole so fucking big that the Mississippi River ran backwards from, from this whole south, which was in what we now consider Lake Realfoot, Tennessee. Everything from it south ran backwards for three days. Think about a hole so big that the biggest river in America took three days to fill up from both directions. Church bells rang in Washington, D.C. because of an earthquake roughly around Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is in between me and St. Louis. Like, this was a massive earthquake. The the, the New Madrid fault line is, I think, the second biggest fault line in America next to the San Andreas. Like if 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 I'm and that's the shit I worry about. Like a, a an explosion big enough over enough square mileage that they ruptured this fault line, and then you've got untold millions that are dead. Think about all the major St. Louis itself sits on the city or sits on the river. Memphis sits on the river. New Orleans is on the river. Baton Rouge is on the li- on the river. All up and down the Mississippi River, you've got massive cities and untold thousands of communities that are nothing more than map dots within 20 miles of this river up and down. Dude, you would kill so many people so quick. 
I didn't, I didn't really think about, I've all, whenever I'm, I'm, I was thinking about like a, a terrorist attack or some like massive fucking bomb or, or whatever the case may be. I always thought about like San Francisco, LA, New York, maybe well, Portland. Sure. I, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't really consider, <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't really consider Memphis using the geography against itself is all that. Yeah, I mean, is. that's, that's exactly what, yeah, that would be the easiest. You're Most. collapsing the center of America because America would disintegrate at least down here where I'm at by at least 60 miles. Like it would just collapse. Like the eastern half of Arkansas just disappears. Everyone would, the, the, all the cities would fall into like, depending on how, but... how close Sean is to the river, he's gone. I'm nowhere. All right. So he ain't got to worry about it. He's still going to be out there hunting Sasquatch. Yep. <laughs> yep. Jersey no, missed like, a hell of a Sasquatch. Like joke. right after 9-11, man, like everything around here, like we got so worked up uh thinking like okay, so like we got uh several smaller uh water towers in town and they're not like the the standard like water towers that you see that are like a uh, you know skinny and then they're huge up at top, you know, like a big old bubble or whatever. It wasn't like one of those. Like, it just looks like a gigantic silo, like a grain silo. We got, like, several of these throughout the town and this and that. And they started putting up signs on all these places all over town, basically stating, like, you know, to be watching out for suspicious characters. And, like, all the, the all the like, the little, like, picture descriptions of the people on them were wearing turbans. Yeah. Like, no joke. Dude, we were programmed to have a sincere hatred for these people. To oh, the yeah. point where we get on airplanes with them and they can't sneeze. Or they're getting fucking beat within an inch of their life. I overheard it. I overheard a space recently on Twitter and it was an Australian asked this really great question of this American group. What is the biggest threat to the United States in order of these three groups? The Islamic Brotherhood, the CCP, or Zionism? And every single American answered that question put Zionism as the least threat to America. And, see, and they had the Islamic Brotherhood as first. And, and I'm sitting there us in this looking the outside, looking in, going, um, the Islamic the Brotherhood last ones is a bunch of be- Yeah, they're, they're not in the they're barely in the country. They're a bunch of mountain boys out in the middle of the desert, they pose no real tangible threat to America. And even the CCP was put as, as this threat. And economically, China needs the US. So by far the biggest threat of those three was that. It just shows how conditioned our generation has been because of uh, the Gulf War, um, the war on terror, Afghanistan. All these things have built up this idea of what the terrorist is in our mind. And they played that through movies in the 90s as well. Every single terrorist was either a uh, a, a towelhead, air quotes, a yep. Middle Easterner, or it was still the bad, big bad Russians for some yep. reason. Yep. And, and to this day, Drew, here in America, they still try to, the powers that be still try to push a, a, a Russia in, to us as the sheeple in their eyes, to everyday citizens as the big bad, but we, those of us with a brain have pretty much figured out that Russia's pretty much not the problem. 
at least not for us. If it wasn't for Russia, Germany would have won the Second World War. So it's like we need to pump our brakes here for a second and realize what what happened, you know. But um, I just we 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 we're real we're we're confronted more and more every day with the realization that at the end of the, at the end of it when we when we put ourselves in front of whatever scenario it looks pretty bleak for us over here in America as far as being able to survive and and I'm I'm curious as to one drew how as an Australian non-American citizen, not necessarily Australian, but just non-American citizen, when you hear Americans talk about scenarios like this, like the way, like that we have been and our reactions to these scenarios, what we think about our go-tos when it comes to our defense of ourselves and whatnot. One, what do you think of that? And two, I think of, do you have any, as an Australian specifically, have any of these doomsday scenarios for yourself as an Australian? And if so, what those would be? Because I feel like us Americans, we we have a hard time seeing outside of barely our own town, our own house, much less our own country. We kind of and I'm not to, I'm not too naive to admit that we're at least the certain age that you know me and Kyle and Sean are that we're kind of raised in the in the in the aspect of America first over everybody else. Like we are the epitome of what it means to be a human being, and everybody else is secondary. And you can either come hang out with us and be a winner, <laughs> or you can be an an, an other and I'm so thankful to know you and others that are outside of this country because it really helps me stay centered as a human and not just some American who America, fuck yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking day. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and realize that, Hey man, you know, it, this, this, this thing we call life doesn't, begin and end on the west and east coast like we've got a lot of other things that we need to consider so you know well firstly you guys aren't that perfect because you spell mum with an o and not a u so that's just that small bit um i think generally generally americans your patriotism is your strongest thing but it's also your biggest weakness now Everyone talks about outside threats to America, but when shit hits the fan and something goes down, ultimately it's Americans that are going to destroy America. And that's probably a very unpopular thing for a lot of Americans to hear. But you just look at the way your country's set up at the moment. You have a huge population in comparison to other countries. You have cities, you have towns spread out at such a scale that it makes Europe pale in comparison. You have a political, ideological, and religious racial divide in your country that I don't think I've seen anywhere else in the world. 
Now, that movie that we've been talking about, Leave the World Behind, it nails it perfectly. You don't need a foreign nation to interfere to take over America. Americans would do it for themselves because yep. the infighting would start. You'd go, oh, that those people in that house, they were Democrats, and I think the Russians invaded us, so they're, they're, they're commie conspirators, so I'm going to go kill them. The infighting would be so bad you'd take yourselves out. You're a well-armed population at that. Yep. So it would make the civil war pale in comparison to the damage you could do to yourselves when there's no information, things hurt, you're tense, you're heightened, you don't know what's going on. Infighting would be insurmountably bad. I don't think people can understand. You've got this idea of we'd gather together, we'd have like-minded people, and we'd America would persevere because we're Americans, when in reality I think things would collapse and they'd collapse pretty hard. In comparison to Australia, our doomsday scenario is very different from yours. Yours is you fall from within. Even as prepped and prepared as you are, that would probably add fuel to the fire because there's extra firearms, there's extra ammunition, there's extra preps out there. People want to get your stuff. In Australia, our population is very small, 26 million, and we're spread out across a country equally the size of yours. So not only do we have small populations and vast distances between our populated hubs, that gives the ability for a foreign nation or even our own nation to quickly quell uprisings if they needed to. There's such big distances. My town could have, say, in a totalitarian dictator world, could have an uprising against the government. Well, before we have the opportunity to send a message to neighbouring towns and cities, they could have sent their black ops helicopters in, their military, their they're mercenaries, whatever, and they could quash it out very quickly. In America, I think that fire just exacerbates and keeps spreading and nothing will actually be put out. In Australia, it's a top-down approach. The boot goes on the neck very quickly, whereas in America, it's an infighting scenario. Dude, the crazy thing is, is you are so fucking right. Like, it's crazy to sit here and, and ask a question that you ultimately already know the answer to, but then hear it put to you in a way that's just like, Jesus Christ, I wish I could call you a liar. But you're right. But you, like, yep. To go back to that movie, what's the first thing to happen? This kid, th- there's a kid with a lot, his life is literally on the line and there's a man with the means to save him. And the first thing he goes to is is what I imagine everybody outside of America and everybody in America outside of the South imagines what happens is you go to your gun and you put it in somebody's face and tell them to fuck off. This this is what I got. It's none of your damn business and we can shoot it out if you want to, you know, because like you said, the prepper mentality has led to this, environment that it it it, it's led to this mentality of you have to only look out for you and that if you do anything out of kindness to help anybody else you've killed yourself and everybody that you're responsible for whereas like you you said and 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 on a quick side note we as americans don't imagine australia as as big as you just described it on our maps, Australia is a fucking dot compared to big bad America that shines from sea to fucking shining sea with our amber waves of fucking grain. 
Amber waves. Australia's got is it, it's just that dot down there. They got kangaroos. They got crocodile Dundee, and Steve, they used to have Steve Irwin. Like we don't realize that Australia technically really is as big as it is, which is like you said, rivals the United States. But y'all have what a fifth of the people? A lot less than that. What's what's a city in the states that has roughly twenty six million people? Like a, a city, like a capital city. Shit, that ain't probably got be more that than that. Big man, that's like some, somewhere in fucking Minnesota. That's probably like Minneapolis. Like nowhere, nowhere we would consider it. Like not L.A. Yeah, probably Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know some fucking flyover city. Not your New York. Not your your Philadelphia's. Your Baltimore, Chicago's, Detroit's, Los Angeles, San Francisco's that have untold millions of peoples well that that was the that's the nuts thing when i went to new york city i was blown away by the number of active duty police officers in new york itself they outnumbered our infantry and our army just in your police force for new york city ridiculously large amount of people yeah, I've never been to New York, but I've seen, I mean, anytime you see, like, whether it's in a movie, whether it's a, a influencer or content creator, like, they're fucking packed. You know, you got, you, I, I immediately think of all the, the amount of taxi cabs that they have, the honking, the, the, the amount of people crossing one road to another, like, on but at any given time, it's it's fucking huge. It's absolutely huge. But that's no, that's a solid point. I, I definitely think that America were the fall of the United States will be solely because of the United States. And there will be nobody else left to blame except for the United States. What what do you what do you think, Sean? You think that's a possibility? I I think that you know, there's there could be like one of those things where like you know some sort of outside factor a hit towards us could be the uh, the initial catalyst to kind of you know throw things into a gigantic fucking shit show. But like I mean, yeah, it, it would be because of ourselves that we wouldn't be able to dig ourselves out of it. I mean, we would just ultimately be like oh okay well, we're fucked so let's let's make shit more fucked because that's that's what we fucking do like you know we don't think about hey how are we going to try to make this better how are we going to fix this how are we going to go move forward it's just immediately going to be like okay well i i need to get this i need to get that i need to blah 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 blah, blah. and everybody immediately goes into panic mode. i mean shit dude when fucking COVID, remember when, like, you couldn't go to the goddamn store because, like, all of the toilet paper and shit was just fucking gone? <laughs> like, everybody fucking bought up all the goddamn toilet paper. Like, I seriously, I rolled into a Walmart in Michigan, and I'm, like, I'm looking on the aisle, and there was literally not a single thing of toilet paper. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Like, this is the first time I heard anything about, like, you know, like, people were, like, going, like, mad dash for this shit. And That's then assuming like, yeah, you so even good. got in wearing your mask. If you didn't wear your mask, you couldn't get in. Well, yeah. I just, found, 
I just found the updated numbers because I was curious as to what it was the last time I went to the States. The current number of police in New York City is 34,000 active police officers. The Australian Defence Force, all three branches, Air Force, Navy and Army, is 57,346 with 32,000 reservists with a total of 89,395. Man, but I've seen the Siege of Janusville. Tiny. I've seen the Siege of Janusville. I know that them Australians have heart. It ain't the quantity of them. It's the quality. Dude, but do you put that in put that in comparison though? Oh, you don't yeah, realize no, how a, tiny absurd. Australia is. It's ridiculously small. But then think about the fact, Drew, that even though there's that vast number of police in just that one city, outnumbered by the civilian population, like fifty to every one every day of the week, and it, and if not by physical people, then by the guns. Like, there's a reason why that Japanese general said that nobody's going to invade America because behind every blade of grass, there's a gun. Well, in this day and age, if we if we adjust the numbers, there's probably about three guns behind every blade of grass. Mm-hmm. So come on, if you want to act ignorant, <laughs> there's a reason why at the end of the day, the the far left over here and the swamp Republicans don't really fully enforce a second amendment ban because they know in order to accomplish a, even to get America to the point that Australia is, which if you're Australia compared to, let's say, um, Oh fuck. I had a place, but, where you literally can't have guns. At least Australia can still have guns. You just might have to fib out what they're for. You know, let's use the United Kingdom as an example because there's very strict regulations okay. around firearms. Let's in the use UK. that, dude. I, I'm America's gun laws can't even work. Like everybody over here has guns everybody even the people that are legally not allowed to carry have guns like legislation ain't never stopped shit (laughs) like they if if if, in order for america to go from the the status of gun ownership that it is now to even the like we said, compared to the United Kingdom, Australia has lenient gun laws. It'd be an all-out war. And like you said, we outnumber them. They don't want which that. Bring, which brings it back again to empires fall from within, not from without. No one wants to go toe-to-toe with America based on your military size, your technological capability, your alliances with other countries. So it has to fall from within. And has to be Americans to do that. Which full circle moment? Let's take this back to leave the world behind. What did what what was their ultimate pinpoint of the or uh, highlight of the movie? Was that there's a three step plan to topple any government. Step one is to cause division and isolation amongst different peoples. 
which we're doing right now. No, no, that has been done. That was further excelled and almost brought to the completion with the lockdowns. Step, which led us, sped us right into step two, which is the campaigns of misinformation, disinformation and shit. And I hate those words. Good God, if I never heard misinformation or disinformation again in my life, I could die a happy man. <laughs> that sounds like misinformation to me. Right? <laughs> right? Let me just go Kurt Cobain myself real quick. But, um, and then granted, step one and step two was do- done properly. Step three happens naturally as a product of the step one and step two, and that's a coup d'etat. A government falling from its own people. Now, let's tie that idea from a movie for the people that want to be skeptical to something tangible. Let's go back to the roots of communism. Karl Marx and and those who wrote that the only way you were going to defeat America was from within where they said that you would have to sow seeds and then over generations take inches at a time to ultimately end up in a place where you could topple America from within. Guys, we're not, I mean, these circles don't always, I know Kamala Harris likes fucking Venn diagrams, but too many of these circles are overlapping. Well, well, you guys have been doing this shit in the Middle East for over like 50 years, right? The CIA has done this exact thing, make a country deaf, dumb, and blind. You look at the Middle East from, say, the, even the 40s up until the 70s, they were very westernized. Women yep. wore Western clothing. They had makeup. They loved rock music. They drank alcohol. It wasn't fundamentalist Muslim nations. Through things like Arab Springs and religious uprisings, or put, uh, putting ayatollahs in control, that's how you toppled countries in the Middle East. Yep. You broke them down religious and secular lines. You then destroyed their economies, which fractured them further to the point where they had uprisings. Yep. Is it America's turn? Is it the West's turn? This is the thing we're starting to see. Of course. And 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 let's let's tie and I, I really didn't even want to go here tonight because I'm saucy. And I just don't feel like I feel like it's poor taste to mention the big man. But let's tie this into scripture like scriptural terms for those who are still skeptical we're told of the statue that's built of all the different materials starting with the base of clay and it eventually works itself up to the head of whatever dude i'm not going there but that's representing or, or representative of the fact that Every empire that rises falls. And since one could say the 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 30s, the 40s, America has been the pinnacle of power. Guys, we've we've damn near had a hundred year run as big brother. Like, I mean, that's pretty good. You know, of course there were other empires that had better runs but in today's time i feel like 
being the shot caller, if you've had damn near a hundred, what we're at right now, like what, 80 years removed from the forties. So it's only right that, and you got to think that communism showed up in American universities in the twenties. Guys, this has been a long time coming. It is no surprise to me and, and anybody else that's in the know that this is happening. Like we, we basically the whole point of leave the world behind and what we've been talking about these doomsday scenarios and shit is that we, I seen, I seen a clip that was talking about in the movie, the oil tanker as it's coming to, to ground is representative of us as the American people and recognizing that there's a problem. And not only is it, it's an existential problem. But we refuse to do anything about it because it's it's way out there. That ship's way out there. Do you notice what We're the gonna, name of it was? The White Line. The White Line. The Line of Judah. Yep. So to us that have had our eyes open, we're the little girl that never laid down to take a nap. We're the ones that kept watching that ship. And like, we're trying to be that little girl and like, hey, 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 wake the fuck up. Look at that and see that that's coming to kill us and we might need to move. And I made sure that even though I've only watched it once that because in the trailer on Netflix, that's the scene that they give you when you when you're looking at the movie, trying to decide if you want to watch it or not. That's the clip they give you. And, and so when I saw it in the movie, I wanted to make sure did that ship make it to where they were on the beach? Just that just that part of me that that tries to, you know, criticize movies and shit like, well, if they didn't move, would they have lived? No, them motherfuckers would have been dead. <laughs> They'd have been fucked up by that shit. So like that little girl saved their life. And and us, we're that little girl. We see the ship coming. It's just how many people can we get to wake up before the ship hits ground? Because I don't think there's anything we can do to stop the fall of this country. It's just what can we do to help preserve those of us that are prepared for whatever that means. Wouldn't it be funny if the, the ship's guidance systems weren't hacked and the pilot was just going postal and he's like, screw that one particular family. Straight for him. It was dude's ex-girlfriend from high school that the husband yep. cheated on her with and like stolen from. Yeah. You know, I could see that. Sean, what about you, man? What do you like? What do you what do you think when it comes to like what is your stereotypical doomsday scenario that you think of? Because you've heard mine like in in <laughs> unnecessarily great detail. You know, I'm afraid of. <laughs> was Hank reloading things while he was ta- telling you about it? Because that'd be the most southern thing ever. Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> I am honestly, I don't, I don't know. I feel like. If it was going to be an ideal situation for myself and how like I was going to be able to get out of it and survive, I mean, it definitely has to be zombie apocalypse. Like, I mean, hands down, if it's not a zombie apocalypse, I'm probably pretty much screwed. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna be, <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, if I gotta just worry about having to fucking kill some shit that's just walking around all the time, then yeah, 
we'll walking dead this all day fucking long. We'll fuck. I will find a goddamn katana. I will be shown the fuck out of some shit. But like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard saying. Like, I hope you know nothing crazy ever does fucking happen here. But it's like, if shits happen everywhere else in the world, besides here. So it's like at some point in time, you know, we could be sitting there playing, you know, a, a game where we're flipping two cards. One of them's a red card. One of them's a black card. And we've been hitting the same color over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually, we're going to hit that other color. And I mean, who's who knows when that shit will fucking be, you know? Dude, I think it's crazy. I wouldn't. I've been trying. I've been trying to avoid the Z word all night since we've been talking about apocalyptical things. I've had a zombie apocalypse bug out plan since I was seventeen, <laughs> and like, no, I mean, this is the plan of all plans, and it only works because of where I'm located. Because if I can get twenty minutes north of where I'm currently located, there is in one strip a Walmart supercenter, a Payless. A GameStop, a Hibbit Sports, a Lowe's, and a tractor supply. And so my plan is to get to the Lowe's and weld up the doors and shit and use the concrete that's in there and pour forms around all the doors so can't shit get in. And I'm going to build like a house on top of the shelves so that even if something does get in, it's got to climb the shelves to get to me. I'm up here living. And and because I've got this Walmart Supercenter and Hibbits and shit and Payless and GameStop, I'm going to be good. And from where that fucking strip is located in the same parking lot, there's a, a, a Mexican giant, a Zaxby's chicken, a Burger King, a gas station, a breakfast diner. Like I'm good. I'm good. I've got a Wendy's and a Hardee's across the road. Like I'm good. Like I'm, 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 if I can get to that spot and bunker myself in a zombie, be damned. Dude, you're describing our our Walmart sell guns. Like, I don't know if that's a thing for you, Drew, like in the same store, I can go buy, I can go buy children's toys, diapers, deodorant, groceries, clothing, and guns. A good old thirty six, a good twelve gauge. Yes, sir. Maybe a good pistol. Maybe a good pistol if they got. You're describing all of this, and I'm just imagining a morbidly obese zombie on a mobility scooter trying to ram through the door. (laughs) That's exactly what the fuck it would be. Too. (laughs) And you're you're on you're on top of the thirty six, just going, "Welcome to Walmart. I love you." Bang. (laughs) Exactly. It's that scene from uh. Fuck it. What what is it? Uh uh Dawn of the Dead where they're calling yeah. out like uh uh Burt Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Get Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, get Rosie O'Donnell. That's exactly what it, what it would be like because that strip is everything I would need. There's sporting equipment from because the 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 Hibbit sports is a sports like they've got baseball, basketball gear. So like I'm gonna have tees and bats and balls for a limited amount of time anyway, because I don't know if I'm gonna go retrieve these balls, but like I'm gonna be able to hit golf balls and baseballs and shoot basketballs with hoops. So I've got a Walmart that has everything from archery to ammunition to video games, and then there's the GameStop that has all the video games and 
I'm gonna have clothing and 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 shoes and the Lowe's has everything from industrial needs. And then I've got the the tractor supply. So if I end up with fucking livestock like chickens and pigs, I can keep them alive for a limited amount of time with the feed and shit that's in the tractor supply. They've got boots and industrial supply <laughs> shit. So like I'm golden. And then if I feel in brave, like my plan was to get an 18 wheeler and to get in this Lowe's and barricade everything up, but one dock and keep an 18 wheeler there. And if I needed to go anywhere, just get the 18 wheeler, and and you could load up the trailer with whatever you need and just back up to the dock and like have have like custom because I'm gonna be in this Lowe's and Walmart shit. Like I'm gonna have everything I need to build anything. So I'm gonna have <laughs> figured out a way to pass Dude. from the cab of the truck into the trailer without having to get out because fuck these zombies and shit. Like I've had this planned out for decades. I'm gonna I'm pitch this so to Netflix prepared. and I'm gonna call it Hank Apocalypse a zombie tale. Dude, it would be it would be it it would be significantly worse than Shauna the Dead. Cause my plan would probably fail instantly quick because my plan pretty much relies on electricity and gasoline. <laughs> this was my thinking. Like those situations, any kind of grid down, zombie apocalypse, anything that happens, people they either bunker down or they run for the hills, right? And my idea has always been run to the hills as a last resort and just go nomadic. But then I had this random epiphany one night. Could you imagine how depressing it would be if you ran off into the woods and you survived the city's collapse and you turn around and a Sasquatch kills you and just before it kills you, like, God damn, he was right. They're real. <laughs> There's nobody to tell. There's no way to tell anybody. That could be a good ending to the Hank Apocalypse. That could be a Big good hair hand just goes on his shoulders, turns him into a forest bride. You've got the last disposable camera in America, and it's got one picture left. And so you click it <laughs> as it kills you, but it comes out as some blurry fucking image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's history great. Is, oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Well, Merry Christmas. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, I guess to sum up the last hour of rambling about apocalyptic shit, like none of us have a good option. (laughs) But if (laughs) if you want a zombie option, Hank's got one. Hey, go to Lowe's. (laughs) That's on point, man. That's on point. That's smart. And, and, at least down here in Southern California, we have that whole setup. The exact same setup you're talking about. Like it's, it's, it's also the 15 minute cities bullshit, dude, because you literally have everything, but it's not even a 15 minute city. It's like a five minute city. Yeah. You have everything you need within walking distance for five miles or, I just or don't five see minutes. Any situation, whether what no matter what the apocalypse is, I just don't see a situation where you make it out of the city. That's why I've been begging, play, I've been begging you to move smart, over though. here, dude. Your your old lady's got family. Come on, we've got good hospitals over here too, dude. Kyle, like a, the way to the way to solve it is you have to think smart. You have your prep bag and you go to a bed, bath, and beyond because no one's going to break into a bed, bath, and beyond at the end of the world. Dude, and if they are, it's going to be like Steve Carroll. <laughs> Dude, 
I, I, funny enough, we were talking about this type of shit last night, so I busted open one of my MREs. <laughs> You're fucking up. Dude, I'm telling you, man. That's another day you. that you and your family could have lived. Yeah. If only I didn't open one on the show. Well, so I, op- <laughs> I opened it. I, I opened it. No, that's not even the problem, dude. The problem, I was saying this last night, dude. The, the, my fucking problem is that me and my daughter enjoy them. It's like a bonding thing where I let her pour the water in with a little heat packet. We fucking set it up. She heats up things at different times and we fucking crank one open and we rate it. That's great. Your, your missus is going to have to chain you both up in the basement and feed you periodically, or you'll go through the press. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally uh, that guy. Yeah, I just fucking love it. I fucking love MREs. I think they're cool. It's, I think that's like the most. I don't even really play video games anymore. I mean, occasionally it'll happen. I just, I just don't really have time for it, especially uh, doing doing shows and whatnot. And I much rather do shows than play video games but i think my my the two things that are like my inner child that comes out quite frequently is board games and fucking eating mres and i know mres isn't really like a childlike thing but i feel like a child and i'm just so amused like am i gonna get skittles in this packet i don't even fucking eat skittles dude i think they're fucking disgusting this just ran through my mind Kyle, you in a grid down situation, it's like a montage scenario of you playing video games, eating MREs. You've got the first shot where all of them are set up pristine and neatly. A couple of shots in, there's half of it, and eventually they're all gone, it says, after 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> through the whole lot. It's, it's like end of the world. <laughs> Dude, but, I got, uh, that I'm... movie with uh, Seth Rogen and all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was another crazy one, and you know what? That would be one that I would be willing to rewatch and also look into the subliminal. Because when I watched it, I wasn't in that mind state where I'm trying to find shit. But I bet you, dude, there's a fuck ton dude, of stuff in there, and it's dude it's watching be severely it from a, from a sober perspective is crazy. That's a crazy <laughs> movie. That's an insane movie. Sober? I watched it not that long ago. Yeah. Like what? What do you mean by what's like? Not just fucked up watching it, laughing. I'm kidding. I'm I'm fucked. Like like it's it's what it's what these people do to suffer on a daily basis. Like sober, you know, like not enjoying yourself, not not getting the most out of life. Like you just wake up, you just grind through it. Like I don't know, like like eating a salt with no or cracker with no salt, like. You got peanut butter, no jelly. Oh, dude, that was my fucking childhood, no dude. Oh my god, don't even. Raymond that was my no childhood. Noodles. Raymond with no noodles. <laughs> Low key, that is kind of triggering. All right, you need to settle down. I literally went growing up. I would open, come home from school. I'd open up the cupboards, and we would have peanut butter, no jelly. We would have hot dog, no hot dog buns, or hot dog buns. Even worse, hot dog buns with no fucking hot dogs. So you just put the peanut butter on the hot dog buns. Dude, I think that's what led me into smoking marijuana because I got creative with the food that I had. And yeah, I mean, it took a lot, a lot, no offense, mother, but you know, she's a busy mom, but 
Dude, if I ever see another fucking crock pot in my life, I'm smashing that motherfucker. Dude, I'm the same way with pork steaks. I don't even own one. I do not own one. I actually own a crock pot. It's about this. The diameter is like this, and it's literally to put fucking the fake nacho cheese in there to keep it warmed up. Other than that, I do not fuck with crock pots. I, however, I've stepped it up a little bit, and I rock an Instapot. So instead of setting your 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 roast or your your whatever it is that you're making that takes way too fucking long, instead of having to start it at 7 a.m. and then it's ready 12 hours later, my shit's ready in two hours and it tastes just as fucking, if not better. But yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I I I'm, I hate to be that dude, but I'm gonna be having to. My, my lady just called me. I gotta go help her next door at my mom's house with some uh, bringing all the laundry back over to the house because uh, yay chores. Yeah, laundry. dude, that, I have chores. That, that sounds like it's code for you know something is going down. The grid's about to fail. Got to bring in the laundry quickly. Come on. You're going to bed no now. Time. Beyond, I know it. There's no. Well, guys, uh, Crystal had just messaged me. One of her kids fell and busted his lip, so she's she's having to perform her motherly duties. That's why she didn't rejoin us. Uh, her phone was dying, so she had to dip and get her charger. But, uh, Crystal, we love you. Thank you for coming on with us tonight. Uh, Sean, Drew, Kyle, Love y'all. Thank y'all for coming and hanging out with us and, and, and partaking in the debauchery and tomfoolery of the evening. Uh, if you want to go around, let everybody know where they can find you, plug your stuff. Drew, hit them up. Uh, yeah, Drew, missing from your Missing the Point podcast. Find me on all the usual podcatchers. I'm on Twitter and Instagram for my socials. Um, you can email me at drewmissing88 at gmail.com. Um, check the show out. Let me know what you think. And right you got on, right hold on, on, hold up, hold up, hold up. But you got a couple, you got a couple of shows, right? No, oh, don't make me rattle them off. There's too many. Um, Conspiracy <laughs> Theater Three Thousand is a show that I do with Moral Bob and Ryan Dean. We break down movies for hidden symbolism and the esoteric stuff, all that fun. Uh, and also the Homeroom Educating Educators, which is a bit of a educational podcast to help people get out of the mainstream educational system and look towards things like homeschooling or part-time education. That's my man. Go. He I, jack of all trades over here. Yeah, I, I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you do it because I I signed real quick. I I you know I was doing uh, Sunday night. I, I guess still doing Sunday night. Um, and then Hank and I tangled up and we got into like holistic roots. <clears throat> and now we're both co-hosts each other's yeah each other's each other's shows. And then I made the, the bright idea to join uh, the K4V3, which is the cave podcast. And so doing three shows, technically, we're kind of only doing two. And we're going to try to weave, like get rid of Holistic Roots, but weave it back into one. Because it just, it, it's just, it's that one extra step having to go on and. Just incorporate uh, it into the show, man. Just call it Holistic yeah. Roots still, but have it on your own fade. Absolutely. Yep, and that's it. That's exactly kind of what we were definitely what we were thinking. Um, Because I get in trouble. I get I 
I had to back off of podcasting for a while. I got myself in a little bit of trouble for ser- seriously. I was ne- I was neglecting my family, and I'm not even saying that. And they're my, my fiance or my kids are not even in the house right now. But I got like I was so fucking. When I get into something, dude, I get in hardcore. Whether it's a fucking video game, whether it's you know, unfortunately, it's not work because I fucking hate working. Um, that would be a good trait, though, if I'm just like, I'm going to work. I'm just going to not stop working. And it's going to be work, 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 work. I wouldn't be fucking pinching pennies every fucking uh, every paycheck. But um, unfortunately or fortunately, that's not how I was built. But yeah, kudos, kudos to uh, banging out all those shows. You guys do a great job. I really like uh, you make. You make movies. You make me want to watch movies that I normally wouldn't watch. I wouldn't go out of my way for because of the way that you guys break the movies down. I fucking thoroughly enjoy your show. I'm really looking forward to uh, whenever you guys get around to doing the uh, Leave the World Behind episode. That's going to be a fucking banger um, for sure. But anyhow, with that being said, I already kind of just mentioned all the shit that we're involved in. I think Hank, dude. I was going to pass that along to Sean. Hank. Where's your hat? Hank, you look like you're hunting down Macaulay Culkin in his (laughs) suburban neighborhood. Dude! (laughs) Fuck! Harry, I'm coming in! It's all right. I know. I know. In the I've middle, I'm in the process of growing, of growing my hair out. I I, I've got a new idea for a podcast for you the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, dude. I that would at bet, least that would... if that was only the thousandth time I've heard that, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. You know, I told you about two months ago that I was starting to grow my hair out, and that over the next six months, my hair was just going to evolve into more ridiculous stages. We are. <laughs> We are full blown wet bandits over here. Like, <laughs> if if Halloween would come in the spring, I could pull off the bitch in Bob Ross. I think. I think what. I think what what should happen is there's a bet, okay, and the bet is going to be between you and Sean. It's going to be a prediction of sorts, and. If you lose, I don't know how this is going to go for Sean yet, but if you lose, you're going to have to do the, you're going to have to do a little dye, little, maybe, maybe not maroon, but like green when your hair is nice and long. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll save that for another time. That's just an idea that just popped up. But anyhow, Sean, where can they find you, brother? The Big Grimbowski Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the different podcasting places. You can find me on Instagram. There's a Facebook page. I don't really post too much on the Facebook page, but I'm trying. Um, X. Uh, and then uh, I recently uh, started uh, Rumble and actually started uh, getting some of the uh, videos and stuff of all the podcast episodes unedited by the way unedited so like there's there's all the shit all the fucking before and after conversations it's all it's all in the fucking thing so that's uh yeah that's a little nice to have on there for for everyone as well so that's there go check that out um i only got a few on there but you know they're coming they're coming 
And I also want to plug in real quick that I am now a certified animal and pet Reiki energy healer. I have a certification what? for it. Yes. And, and we will, it'll most likely be after Christmas, but we will be definitely doing a uh, specific episode together about that because I'm extremely interested in this journey that you're walking through and I'm excited to see you progress through it and that I've got to know more. So that's going to be uh, definitely an episode that we're going to get into is, is what even is that? See, well, Sean's going to be safe in a, a situation where the grid goes down, he runs to the hills. Bigfoot won't kill him because he can offer Reiki therapy. That's right. right. Therapeutic um, handies and whatnot. Therapeutic. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you like the, the super quick, fast basis of what Reiki is. Let's go. So uh, the, the type that I'm learning is the Yusui uh reiki um and he was a uh, man from japan who had started a rich uh, supposedly he's like the original founder like the original starter of reiki all the things but basically he was able to figure out that there was energy all around us and it's it's in everything and there's different techniques that you can do to be able to kind of tap into that that energy to be able to use it and manifest it um your yourself and by doing that you can you know start healing all the different uh different chakras and stuff because just like we have like the chakra system and everything that we know about you know the you know your third eye your crown your solar plexus you know root sacral all the different things uh animals have the same stuff so it would make sense that if we would have chakra blockages then animals and pets and stuff they would have them just uh, just as well and you can even look at the different different kinds of behavioral stuff with uh with animals uh you know anxiety perfect one you could have an animal that's very very anxious all the time and it's not necessarily because the the dog has or cat or whatever it's just super anxious it could be that it has a specific chakra blockage that's causing it to have extra anxiety that it, it wouldn't necessarily have. So I would be able to go in and help kind of, you know, energetically heal those areas, give a, you know, that animal better feeling overall. And yeah, just kind of, you know, helping them in, in, in that sort of way. That's fucking awesome. That's dope. And, and last thing, last thing that I have, Sean, before we wrap this up, where, what can all the listeners do for all of the shows that, uh, that we are representing here tonight? You gotta hit them with the motherfucking likes and the shares in the comments and all the fucking beautiful things. Cause we gotta get through this algorithm that sucks balls. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, Jeremy, really got to hit it up. You got to hit all the things because that's the only way that the, you know the shit sees that there's activity. The more stuff, it can even be a bad, you know, bad fucking review. Like, oh, you guys sound like a bunch of fucking douchebags. Blah 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 blah. Okay, cool. That's great because either way, we're still getting on the thing saying, hey, that people are looking at our shit. So I don't care, you know. <laughs> Let's go. All said, hate on motherfuckers.
Well, gentlemen, I appreciate y'all coming out and playing with us tonight for the Sunday Night Secret Society podcast, for the Big Grimbowski podcast, for your Missing the Point podcast, and for the 643 Conspiracy podcast. We wish you a merry, Megan, a merry, merry, Megan, pagan Christmas, a very merry Christmas, and a very drunk New Year. I mean, a very happy New Year. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy everybody else. We love you. God bless you. And we'll catch y'all next time. Stay flying, be kind. Hasta pasa, gents. I got a jet.